the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Thanks for joining us again on Chair 2 Leaders this week. I'm your host, Ben South, along with my co-host here, Danny Smith, out in the western mountain time zone. So, Danny, how are you today? Hey, Ben, I am doing just great, enjoying the wide open spaces. Uh, you know, when it comes to, uh, uh, when it comes to like a uh, 4th of July celebration, you can really be anywhere in town and see the main firework displays because it's wide open. So things are all good out here. It's great. That's right. We're just past the fourth when we're recording this. So did y'all have a big holiday? It was a good day. Yeah, it was a good day, man. I, uh, I got a smoker a couple of weeks ago. So I smoked some, uh, pork, made pulled pork sandwiches. And so, uh, you know, we've talked about barbecue enough, but it was, uh, it was good. Day at the water park, day at the ball fields, lots of fireworks. Uh, you know, I am a firm believer that maybe July 5th should be the actual day off from work. Uh, man, I was, I felt like I got hit by a bus and, uh, and I don't party. And so it was, I'm just getting old. That's my problem. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. How about you? Uh, we doing well. We had a gathering, got together with some family and did a little thing he did some a cookout we didn't do barbecue because we only had burgers and hot dogs so it, that's not barbecue that's a cookout or a grilling Thank out you. that's right uh, barbecue, i'm trying to correct that notion out here because people are like we're barbecuing i'm like no you're not you're not please quit saying that so. there's only hamburgers here where is the smoked meat with the pink smoke ring on it that is there yes is, are there is there no rub on this what is going on here is this uh, <laughs> uh you pack the kids up and leave it's not really good for church planning to do that though so you just endure that's right so you know we're we're good we're in the midway of summer but you know with that also comes the reality that summer is on the downhill slope we're halfway through the year and fall and planning is upon us yeah it really is uh i was telling you before we uh, started recording i saw uh one of these memes on one of the social media channels and uh basically after july 4th it was when the calendar turns july 5th all the teachers and administrators start panicking because they know, like, for example, my sister, where she works at uh, over in Georgia, I think her day, not with kids, but kind of back orientations like July 28th. So it is definitely, it's turning that corner. It's turning that season where um, all the freedom, uh, all the summer events uh, in the back of your mind as a chair two leader, uh, you know, man, school's coming back. Fall activities are coming back. I mean, really, even before we know it, we're going to be talking about Christmas and holidays again. So we don't want to go that far ahead, but it it probably is good maybe being to think about. Um, I was thinking about with these teachers, right? Um, they're already thinking, here's what I have to get done. So, Ben, maybe we could toss that that can around today. Yeah, and I don't know if Christmas is too far down the road because I was at Hobby Lobby the other day with my family we're picking up something and turned a corner and there was rows of Christmas ornaments already oh, out yeah. here in the middle yeah. of summer. So it's probably are they already 50% early. off like they well, always are? If they are this week, they are next week. So. They are next week. That's right. So but, yeah, well, 
it, it is. I mean, you're right. It's probably not too soon to talk about those things. Well, a matter of fact, talking about planning for the fall this coming Sunday. I mean, we're in the middle of July, and I have two meetings coming up within the next week. One is for a fall launch of a men's group, a mentoring ministry we do that we're beginning the launch of it already, and it won't start till after Labor Day. And then also we're having a meeting for our big Christmas outreach event that we do. We're starting that here six months out. And so it's really not too early to begin talking fall and winter stuff. Yeah, I agree. You know, um, in the church planting, you know, part of that pie, a lot of what we're planning is this fall. And I remember thinking just a few weeks ago, hey, here's how the summer's going to kind of go, what we're going to do core group wise. But yeah, we're full on thinking uh, and our dates shift a little bit. For example, our kids here don't go back to school until the, uh, the day after Labor Day. Um, now they don't get out to early June. So we shift the calendar just a little bit, but it's the same thought of what do we have to do to be ready, A, for when that schedule starts, but also B, knowing that just as you get momentum in the fall, you do hit that six week holiday time frame, And so yeah, I think I think you're right that there's there's really uh, it's not too early to think about that. So Ben, talking about this Sunday, you've got that meeting. Um, what's the one thing you look at when you head to a meeting that way? What's the what's the list look like without getting overwhelmed because you still have summer activities to do? Maybe you still have vacation Bible school to do. Maybe there's a mission trip hanging out there. Maybe there's other things. What are though the things that you think? Here's what has to be done in order for that to be a success. Well, I think when you, in this initial planning, one of the things we're doing, so let's take our Christmas event that we're going to be talking about this uh, weekend. We're going to be doing three things. We're, we're asking people to come who are interested in helping plan or have ideas to make it better. So it's kind of a round table community listening session, I guess you could say. We want to know, hey, what are some things you saw for those volunteers who've been a part of it in the past that you think would make it better that could help? And where do you think you could help lead? Because right now is when we are doing some of the big initial phases. Who's going to oversee the uh, volunteers? Who's going to oversee sets? Who's going to oversee costumes? Who's going to oversee all the food prep that has to go into it? Because with this event that we do is a multiple hundreds of people volunteer event that goes over three nights so it requires a lot of volunteer man hours and planning on the front end so now six months out we're saying okay who is the person that's going to be the point person over the next six months to do this and i think that's one of those initial phases of planning sometimes we wait too long to do and we think well i've got plenty of time to do it well but if we're waiting till after labor day till halloween to get our leadership in place for a christmas event we're really behind the eight ball at that point already we need to have these key people in place already starting to have these discussions early the earlier you do it the more prepared you can be so what that allows us to do after this next week we probably won't have another meeting for another month but we'll be charging those leaders who come, who step up to begin thinking to be contact people to start plans of what you're going to need that we can start bringing together as we get closer and so it also prevents the rush at the last minute actually we started back in january planning for this december so we've already had several things that we've done with electrical work and some of the um, things that we had to get 
down that are behind the scenes that nobody will ever see for the event, but it's some progress we made throughout the year that's a lot easier to get done now when there's not a rush and, a, and a, uh, we're not cramped for time that we wouldn't be able to do two weeks out. So it allows us to really just back up from the big picture and say, okay, what are the things we have to get done or can get done now so we don't have to worry about them later? And so if we're six months out, we can get people who say, yeah, I'll oversee uh, the costumes because I've got time now to, to plan out, to schedule, to recruit help, to, to, to do it versus a month out when we are, we are scrambling trying to get everything together. So what we're trying to do is just kind of vision cast a little bit, set it out there before the people saying, here's where we are, here's some things we've already thought about for next year. What do you think? There's still time for us to make changes because once it gets to the week of, if you have a suggestion, that's a great idea for next year. But now is the time for you to give us your input, your suggestions for this year. Because a week out, we can't make changes at that point. It's such a large event. And so we want their input. We want their involvement because they saw things from a perspective we didn't see. So if we can start now doing that planning for December, it's going to make December go a whole lot more smoothly. So if we can back up now when camps are going on, yeah, we, we have got a lot of things going on in ministry. But I was talking with one of our assistants here in our office, and, and we're blessed to have a, a larger staff than the average church. And she was saying, you know, we've got kids gone to camps every week, but the weeks here in the office are fairly slow right now because all the work for those camps is already done. So now's the time to start looking to that next thing to start being doing the preliminary work for them that will allow us to have that downtime then as well. Yeah, and a couple of things I want to kind of parse out of that. Um, I think you allude to one thing. We've talked about it on this podcast before is that you're planning for the fall, you're planning for Christmas. Really, if you take that step back, like you talked about, falls into the scope of hopefully something you've already put out before your people um, six months ago as you came into this new year so that folks are already aware of, hey, these things are hanging out there. I think more times than not, we put in an event on the calendar and go, okay, well, we've planned for this year, but writing something on a calendar and actually putting the processes in place in order to get that event accomplished well for kingdom purposes certainly requires coming into the year. So you may be playing catch up. You may not be in a, a church like uh, Ben was talking about with a, a larger staff. It may just be you, may just be you and one other. So yeah, things get super busy, but something else you brought up that I think is worth talking about is sometimes, okay, not sometimes, more times, again, you take your teachers and your congregation, for example, these next couple of weeks, they're turning their attention to the fall, but it's also their last couple of weeks of freedom. They may have a few uh, continuing education things that they're going to be doing, but if you're planning on that person being a leader in that Christmas event, these next two to three weeks might be the only time you can actually meet with them multiple times, pretty much uh, you know, in a very informal way, rather than trying to just make Sundays a 15-hour day this fall. So if you're going to decide who's leading that, you might look at the calendar and go, now's the best time to meet with that group. Yeah, I don't. I know this event's not until six months from now, but but I know Ben this fall is going to be working 12-hour days because of the way his job works. So it is taking that step back, looking at your overall planning for the year, but it's also understanding, I, I don't want to just write an event, and I don't want to feel like I have to do everything. I want to be able to get people involved, plugged in, developed, and so that development time is now – the mentoring thing. You're not going to just the day before go, oh, by the way, Bill, can you lead this? 
right? I need to develop Bill. Bill needs to be developed in this ministry. And so looking towards the fall is not always saying, do I just have events on the calendar? It's saying, do I have the processes and the people in place to be able to pull that off in such a way that God's glorified and the kingdom is, uh, you know, uh, there's kingdom purpose behind it. So I, I think a couple of things you said there really cause us to step back. And again, uh, I have to do this often. Sometimes I just have to step up being and go, I got busy. I was out of town. I need to step back and look at my calendar. I need to carve out a few hours just to go, what do I need to be thinking about right now? And maybe that's just what you write on a piece of paper. What do I need to be thinking about Christmas event? Who do I need to think about leading? What kind of development? If you want it to be mediocre, then you're fine, right? But if you're saying, I want this to accomplish something significant for eternity, I need to put some processes and people in place. Yeah, and we're always prone to focus our attention on the things that are urgent. Now, we could do a whole podcast on the tyranny of the urgent, and we might have talked about it several times on several things before. But when we can step back and look down the road and begin putting some processes and plans in place... So what we're going to be doing over the next couple of weeks is for this fall launch of our mentoring group or the December launch of our Christmas event, we're going to be backing up from that. Okay, what can we do and how early can we do it? What are the things that are going to need to be in place that are going to keep us from being rushed or crammed at the last minute that's going to allow us to focus on the priority things of the moment? So the more we can back up and plan and get those things done or at least scheduled out, will help us be more available for ministry at the moment, more free to do ministry. It'll give us margin at that time and will allow us to be more in the moment versus trying to gather everything at the last minute. Yeah, because, you know, again, planning is not just an event on the calendar. We're talking about ministry where life crisis change up in schedule. So we're really saving ourselves a lot of uh, a time on the front end with that availability saying, hey, We've already planned this. Yes, we needed more planning, but this, you know, someone passed away. Something happened in a community. That meeting got canceled. But again, these processes we're putting in place simply say we're we're building in the assumption that something's going to come up to rob us of our time. Tyranny of the urgent, all of those things. We just know something is going to happen. And uh, yeah, if you're waiting to the week of Thanksgiving to get your teachers together for your Christmas banquet, you're probably going to be too late. Can you pull it off? Sure. And we've all done it enough to know that we could probably pull it off decent enough to where it has a, a good initial benefit. But we're talking again about eternity and kingdom impact. And that's why this planning goes into play uh, to, to be able to build in that time to to you know, just plan and assume that something's going to come up to rob you at that time. Uh, ben, when you get your teams together, because it's one thing for me to know that, how do we communicate that with our people that, listen, yes, this is six months away, and you've always got the planner, right? Dave Ramsey says you've got the spender and the saver. So we'll say in the church, you've got the planner and the procrastinator. Uh, you're going to have people on that team going, Man, we got plenty of time. I'm not going to worry about it right now. We got others going. I listen. I've got I've got folks uh, pastored over the years. I could send the message to, and I can barely have the phone down. It's like bloop, and they've already got an idea and they've already planned it. And I'm not that way. So, how do you communicate this to folks on your teams, in your church, in your ministry, 
um, you know, without being overbearing. I think there's a couple of things you can do because you talk about procrastinating. I, I would identify as a recovering procrastinator. And so I have to make myself be diligent about staying on task. One of the things i found that helps me do that is when I, I know when a big event is coming up, and this is what I've done for um, this year's Christmas event, is I've recruited a volunteer who's not a procrastinator. So one of the things we had to get done was some electrical stuff. We were talking through it, and I had asked her back last year, would you help us with this event this year? And she said, okay, but I'm going to do it. And I knew I was going after her because I knew she was a go-getter, and she could really get things done. So we started talking, and I said, one of the big things we're going to need is electrical. And she said, okay, who do I need to call? And I said, well, here's a guy you can call. And she said, okay, I'm going to call him today. And so that afternoon, she made a phone call. Within two days, she had already contacted him, and, and kind of we were scheduled a meeting to meet and look at all the things that we could do and what were dreams down the road. And then within a month, we had that stuff going. So as a procrastinator, I probably would have waited a couple more months to talk to him. And then, you know, it would have been down the road. So if you have a tendency to procrastinate, what you need to do is recruit someone who doesn't. Recruit you someone to help you, and that'll help keep you on task. So recruit the right people for that. But I think you also just kind of have to let your people know. We started a month ago, once a month or so, just advertising for our Christmas event, saying, here are the dates, mark your calendar, we need you. I sent out an email this week saying, I know it's 100 degrees outside, and you are the last thing on your mind is Christmas, but I need you to think about Christmas right now. So we, we can do that we can plan we can move forward but if you're that procrastinator take a few moments pause get you someone who's not a procrastinator who can really keep you on keep you on your toes and can keep pushing the ball down court as we get closer to the event that will really help you be able to uh, stay on task and when you have these other events come up you've got this other person in, in your corner helping you that can kind of keep the momentum going when maybe you do have to divert your attention to that urgent thing in ministry that comes up they can keep the ball pressing forward on in that lane and how often do you communicate um again without being redundant without trying to sound just like it's scripted how often are you communicating as well when you're talking to the lady that calls the electrician the day of to the person who waits to the day before? How are you communicating purpose behind these events? Again, not just putting a, a thing on the calendar. We're actually saying, hey, this serves a purpose for the kingdom of God. How do you communicate that and keep that also at the forefront? Because for the lady that you've talked about the person you've recruited that has it done before you can even get back to your office to the person that's just hadn't thought about it since you said it that day, not forgetting that because right, especially the detail oriented person, they can be the, the Martha, right? They can be serving, 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 and really miss the point of, you know, Jesus in the middle of it. So how do you communicate that? What are some, some practices that you've done uh, or see being done uh, to help communicate that uh, to, uh, to your people? Well, I think one of the things is just how you communicate. You know, we don't sell it as an event or a thing we're going to do. We sell the, the vision. What's the purpose of this? Why are we doing this? Why why is this event something we want to focus on? And I did that last year with our big Christmas event. 
I grabbed this person. We drove around on a golf cart outside and said, you know, I, I, I could see this happening here. I, I could see us being able to do this. Here's a way we could improve this and, and then get their thoughts and, and help them to buy in to the vision you have for what it could become. You sell to the, to the vision, not to the task. Because the task helps you accomplish the vision. And when you can convince them and sell them on the vision of what the what can be and what should be, then the tasks become necessary to accomplish the vision. And the tasks aren't the goal, they're the, they're the means to the goal. Man, that's gold. You sell them to the vision and not just the task, not just the event. I think that's excellent. And I think that's, A, something... Uh, the Twitterverse needs to hear more of. Uh, it's a very, that's a very tweetable thing. But really, in all seriousness, that, that is a that's gold. I mean, that keeps you grounded in why you're doing it. Because look, if, if it's task oriented, man, we get burnt out. We we, I don't want to do this event again if it's just all a bunch of work to have a bunch of signs up. You know, we're that vision is what tethers us back to. Uh, to why we're doing what we're doing for the Lord. And so, yeah, I think, I think that's, I can't express enough. I think that's just gold right there. You sell into the vision and not to the town. And that's not original to me. That's a, that's a leadership principle that's out there. And, and if you don't know it, you need to know it, but that's true in every area. It's not just for events it, for your Sunday school teachers that we don't recruit Sunday school teachers to teaching a class. Recruit them to the vision of training disciples, raising up disciples who are going to be the next leaders in the church. So don't recruit them to the task. Recruit them to the vision because vision can sell and you can convince people this is what needs to happen because that's vision is that preferable future. So recruit them to that. And then you come back to them and say, well, how do we do this? Well, here's the task. We've been doing it, but how can we make this task better? So the task doesn't become the goal or the object or the the win. The win becomes the vision. And so once you recruit to the vision, you then, if the, if the task needs to change to accomplish that, there's not the fight because you've not recruited them to the task. You've recruited them to accomplishing the vision. The tasks are just the things there to help you do to accomplish the bigger vision. Yep, and it's true across the board. Whether you work in a church or whether you work in a business, when people begin to see the value of what is being done, and in this case, the vision, they're going to tell people about it. You know, uh, if you're just doing an event to compete with other churches, it's going to rob you. But uh, man, I think that's great. I think it's a great way to to frame it uh, and just to be reoriented to that. So middle of the summer, uh, here we are thinking, hey, why are we doing that this fall or this Christmas going into the new year? Yeah, sell them on that vision. I think it's a great point. It's a great time to do that right now. And one other thing I'd like to sell someone on is our sponsor for this episode, Central Baptist oh, College good. in Conway, Arkansas. We are so thankful for them and their support of Chair 2 Leaders. And it's a great place for you to go if you need to finish your college education or you know someone who is heading off to college, check them out at cbc.edu. Central Baptist College in Conway, Arkansas is a great place where you can learn some of these principles, but you can also further your career, get the training you need, complete your degree. So check them out at cbc.edu. We are always thankful for them and for them sponsoring our episode. So there's your vision to go. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Middle of the summer, 
get started on it. Great things going to happen this fall for you, your church, your ministry. Lots of prayer uh, as you do that. Well, Ben, it is uh, scorching hot where you're at. It's warm here. I walked a few blocks this morning, did not break a sweat, so I'm not going to rub that in too much. Uh, I may have had a hoodie on watching fireworks, so again, I won't rub that in too much, but you try to stay in the air conditioner, and we're so thankful for all of the folks that listen week in and week out to our podcast. Make sure you share it. Make sure you like it. Make sure you subscribe to it. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Send us a message uh, through social media, and we look forward to hearing uh, or being back with you again next week. You've been listening to Chair 2 Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates, and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair 2 Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.